The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Pick 6 Podcast, and we're looking at week nine of the NFL season today. Katie Mox here, joined by Will Brinson, of course, and Sportsline's finest, RJ White and Alex Salsnick, a.k.a. Prop Stars. This episode of Pick 6 is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. If you like winning picks, make sure you sign up at Sportsline.com and use the code PICK to get your first month for just $1. Last episode in the feed, Brinson, Brady, and Lige were discussing the uh, outs of Josh McDaniels and the handing of midseason awards. Check it out on our YouTube channel or anywhere that you get your podcasts. Unfortunately, I was not here last week um, to make picks and make up for my horrible no win. I think week seven. You uh, had the same so number of wins as last week. I well, that's <laughs> true. But but y'all had it. Well, at least I know Brinson. I don't know how everybody else did, but Brinson also had a tough week, and then you were able to make up for it oh, last yeah, yeah. week. That's what I'm saying. So like, I did not have the opportunity to make good on my. Horrible, horrible week. But here are the standings. Uh, Brinson went three and two. RJ, RJ, don't let RJ heat up. Five and one. He's now 27 and 24. Uh, RJ's, RJ right now is like, you know when you play NBA Jam? Yeah. And it's like, he's heating up. Yeah. Like RJ, RJ is like, RJ is like dribbling around the court with a, a basketball that's like on, on like in flambe. Yeah. Well, here, here's the here's the true. Everybody's gonna hate me. I'll complain about the one loss too, because I had the Rams under 19 and a half points, and oh, uh, no. they're down they're down 43 17. And Sean McVay's like, yeah, I'm gonna kick a field goal here. You know who cares? And uh, yeah. and ruined that is a that tough day. one. Ruined a six and zero. Oh, so yeah. you can't keep a good um, dog down. R.J. White just coming through now, having the most wins. Actually, he's he's beating you, Brinson. Now 27 24. I, mean, I told you. I mean, I, this is a thing. I told you what happened too. Yeah. And uh, Alex, four and one, strong week with the props, Mister. I I only get hot early in the season, and then uh, seems like I mean, but everybody. Well, but Katie me. is below. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have the opportunity. I was <laughs> instead spending three thousand dollars at the emergency vet um, instead of putting uh, hopefully winning picks on here. But let's let's dive half a, in. Half a unit, a whole half a unit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding. But um, I know. Exactly. Um, all right. Let's get into week nine here. And guys, uh, if you're listening to this tomorrow or at any point um, over the weekend, this is Thursday at about 2 p.m. So please note that lines and odds are subject to change all the way up until kickoff. Um, all right. Let's start here with uh, a game that I have quite a few bets on the Dolphins at Kansas City Chiefs. But really, it's in uh, Germany. The Chiefs are minus one and a half and the over under is at 50 and a half. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and and I talked about this on the Monday show. I like the Chiefs here laying the one and a half. I think that they win and they win handily. You know, the first time in Patrick Mahomes career, he lost on the road to an AFC West opponent. And of course, it was the Broncos. It was even saltier. He had a flu game. He hurt his hand a little bit, but I do expect him to bounce back. He's 14-3 straight up after a loss. And if you look at this Miami team, um, 
cover your ears, Harry, our producer. They really haven't beaten a team with a winning record at that time since week three of last season. And they've re really struggled against top tier defenses, which we know that Kansas City does have. So I'll take Patrick Mahomes in the bounce back here. Uh, I also like Tyreek Hill to get a touchdown because obviously I think they're going to win uh, or excuse me, uh, the Dolphins will score. Um, so I do like him to get a touchdown. He is, I think, ranked first, right? in touchdowns with eight this season, second in receptions at 61. And he's had a touchdown in seven of eight games, including the last four. So those are my best. So um, here's a fun fact about this. Marcus Valdez Scantling. Yeah. Um, told Brian Diardo of CBSSports.com. He's I don't know. I, I'm not even I'm not entirely sure why Diardo got a one-on-one -on -one with MVS. Like it was just a, I mean, like I mean, there's nothing unusual about having an interview with football players for anybody on our site, but like Marcus Valdez Scantling is certainly a random one. Um, and uh he was asked about the uh he's asked about um traveling to the international game. He said, Yeah, it sucks. I mean, obviously, it sucks that we have to travel nine hours for a home game when Arrowhead is right down the street. But we do have other fans. I know we got a lot of Germany fans. Uh, but it does suck for the players to have to be away from their families. Or I've got to find a babysitter for my dog for a couple of days. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. I feel that. Account. I feel that. It's expensive. <laughs> I don't know why that cracks me up, but I love the idea that, like, like MV, cool. I actually searched Chiefs travel in the first because I was going to see. Do, do, we, do you guys know when they went over? I think it's um, either Wednesday or Thursday. Um, I know it's it's a little bit earlier than teams have tended to, but it's not as early as but, Miami, who of course went yeah. super early. You know, and they followed the ball. Miami, Miami was there Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Harry. Chiefs were flying in. Of course, Harry knows as a Dolphins yes. fan, and and producer Harry is obviously like on top of stuff. Anyway, um, yes. actually, he's very he's on top of everything. Very meticulous with his notes too. Uh, we appreciate that. Um, the uh, Chiefs are flying in today, so today is Thursday. That means the Dolphins. I mean. Dude, I don't know. That's like three whole days to adjust. I think I like the Dolphins. I think the Mahomes all, um, you know, all dealing with the flu or whatever he's got going on, and the line is coming down. I, I think I would lean towards the Dolphins here. I, I don't get me wrong. Chiefs have a loss. Well, I've hedged spot. a little bit here with the Tyreek touchdown. You know, right. so look, but I, I just think Patrick Mahomes doesn't lose two in a row like this. I don't think he still has. The flu, but I guess well, nobody else has any bets on this game. That's interesting. I thought this would be no. I I lean toward you with the Chiefs. I mean, the Dolphins coming off defense coming off a great game against New England, two hundred eighteen yards, one and nine on third down. You have Jalen Ramsey back, which obviously makes a huge deal that he came back as early as he did. But this defense did struggle to contain Philly, Buffalo, and the Chargers. And the Chiefs should be similar. I know we didn't see that last week with the Mahomes illness game, um, but I, I can't take much away from their offense in that you expect they're going to be completely different moving forward. That was just a random thing that happen for them their defense is great against the past uh, we've seen Miami pivot to a run focused attack in some of those situations where they have a team that's good against the past so we'll see if they can do that here um, I wonder if Mahomes won't be at his best because you put that illness together with an international trip you know he's probably is he back to 100% by this point I hope so because then you got to get on a flight and go nine hours ten hours whatever it is uh, but the reason I like the Chiefs is they're ultimately Miami's offensive line just got banged up in that mm -hmm. last game just guys dropping left and right and I don't think you want to be banged up against this Chiefs front so I think that Chiefs defensive line might dictate what happens in this game. And uh, the Chiefs can pull out a win here. Probably won't be as many points as people expect, but I think the Chiefs get the win. All right. The R RJ, who is hot right now, is leaning on my side. So it makes me feel a well, lot better. I'm going to change my pick to the, change my pick to the Chiefs. <laughs> hey. All right. What's next? Uh, next up, of course. Yes. I think I'm going to forget that from now until the rest of the time that I, that I get a <laughs> second. Rams. <laughs> uh, not as exciting a game. 
Uh, not featuring offenses that are quite as enticing. The Rams at the Packers, uh, a possible Matthew Stafford trip to Lambeau Field. We don't know. He's considered day to day, according to Sean McVay. Stafford, of course, I don't, if, if you didn't, if you haven't seen the injury, man, I mean, Stafford jammed his hand into somebody's helmet, like the face mask. Like it looked, oh, right in the yeah. Like, like he was following through, in the, and the and his hand grazing the thumb jammed in there. Like I, I, I don't want to take. The Packers, because I think that Jordan Love is uh, is problematic. I mean, his own GM came out and questioned him uh, this week. Uh, you know, was asked about um, uh, asked about like he's like Brian Gutekunst was asked, "Is you know, do you think you'll be able to figure out if Jordan Love is the guy uh, by the end of the season?" He was like, "I certainly hope it doesn't take longer than that." But I mean, over the last few weeks, he has been erratic as hell. It's hard to trust, and yet I just have a hard time believing that Matthew Stafford's going to go into Lambeau Field in November and be himself with a banged-up hand, RJ. So I, I definitely am leaning towards just not having anything on this game. Yeah, I, at three, which is where it seems like it is at at the market, I kind of like the Packers. I know they haven't scored at all, basically. I mean, they have no answers for the first half. But the Rams' defense is fading a little bit. They've allowed 23 points in four of their last five. They really need the offense to keep them in the game. And if Stafford's out, I don't know that you can count on that because that offense, remember, last year was a complete train wreck. I know Blake Baker Mayfield had that one 51-point game on Christmas, but other than that, it was it was very rough. Um, Green Bay's defense is also 12th in yards per play, 8th in the red zone. So they could be able to carry them in this game and win a very low-scoring game. I think if you want to play the Rams side, um, I would play it first half. We saw how bad the Packers have been in the first half the last five weeks. Um, and you would think that getting a backup quarterback like Brett Rippon on that, those first 15 plays that tend to be scheduled, getting him in rhythm, they'll be able to do that in the first quarter and then into the second quarter. And then the Rams might be able to hang around. And then good luck after halftime uh, when he has to improvise. So um, if you like the Rams, play him in the first half. If you like the Packers, try to get three. Um, I think I'm a lean on Packers at three. Uh, if Matt Stafford does play, take him for an interception. It's one of my favorite bets. Plus, with a banged up uh, throwing hand there, he might be a little bit rude. Off. You know what? It makes money, Brinson. That's all I can say. Uh, moving on, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Houston Texans. Texans laying three. Let's see if the line is still there. Yep, and this total is a uh, pretty low forty. RJ, what do you think? Yeah, I have the Buccaneers plus three here as a best bet. These teams are basically the same teams. You could call them the Houston Buccaneers and the Tampa Bay Texans. They uh, <laughs> both coming off disappointing offensive days. Houston's offense, I think people would say is slightly better here, but Tampa Bay's defense, 32nd on third down, but first in the red zone. Houston's defense, very similar, not to those extremes. Houston's offense, seventh on third down, but 26th in the red zone. Tampa Bay's offense, very similar, good on third down, struggles in the red zone. And both defenses great versus the run. Both offenses can't run, but they're solid passing the ball. So it's a very, very similar matchup. I think getting Tampa Bay with the three on extended rest, their offense improved a little bit last week, I thought, um, against Buffalo. Um, I think that's the way to go here. I don't think that if Houston's wins this game, it's going to be by more than three. So don't play the two and a half, but definitely find the three and play it at, at, at Tampa Bay plus three. Alex, you got anything on this game? Uh, nothing on this game. I know RJ has a best bet or a prop that I saw from this game that I actually like quite a bit. RJ, are you giving that out on the show today? Uh, you can go find that on Sportsline. It's a good time to plug Sportsline, where <laughs> I was even better than I was on the show. 9-0 and against the spread ah. on Sportsline last week. 3-0 and on player props, which typically I am not very good at. Alex can attest to. Did give out two player props on Sportsline today, one of them from this game, so go check it out. 
I didn't want to reveal it prematurely, but uh, yeah, not a lot of props from this game. I do have my eye on Nathaniel, aka Tank Dell. Yes. Uh, I think he's in a potential bounce back spot here. I agree with RJ. Both teams really struggle running the football. I think we'll see a bit of an uptick in passing volume, but I also expect uh, a low scoring environment here. Not a lot of props that I love. I just clicked, uh, went to sportsline.com. Um, to what congratulate. <laughs> What's that? To see what the prop was. No, no, I just was going to sportsline.com to see if RJ had jumped up to number one on the NFL leaderboard. He has. Ooh. And uh, I got to say, it's a lot of, uh, lot of mocks on the old Sportsline page. Looks like somebody's got their picks in. Your face is all over the, the top banner. Oh, good. Fine. Yes. Well, well, and, and my face is not, but it is going to be later this afternoon, RJ, when I plug my yeah. picks in. Don't worry. Oh, it better be. I think nobody else had a, a Dolphins a Dolphins Chief pick, and I know Katie loves that game, so that's probably right front and center with the early nine thirty game. You're going to see Katie Mox's face on. Yeah, Katie, yeah, Katie, two extra two extra picks from Katie Mox on that one, and then one expert pick uh, on Browns uh, uh, Browns Cardinals, which we'll get to in a minute. But first, uh, I got nothing on this one. I do lean towards the Buccaneers as well. Feels like, um, and by the way, Tampa Bay uh, Tampa Bay Texans. And uh, <laughs> Houston Buccaneers, I kind of like those names better than the current ones. <laughs> like, like, I'm Tam- Tampa Bay Texans doesn't Tampa Bay Texans doesn't make a lot of sense, but neither does the Utah Jazz. So I think we can, we can <laughs> that's uh, right. or the Los, the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we can we can be forgiven for that. It's like that old line from uh, basketball. It's like uh, the the lake the the the. Uh, the Oilers moved to, to Nashville, where they have or Tennessee, where there's no oil. The Los Angeles Lakers, the LA, the Lakers moved to Los Angeles, where there are no lakes. Right. And the Jazz, and the Jazz moved to Utah, where they don't allow music of any kind. Uh, <laughs> anywho, Makes Washington sense. Commanders at the New England Patriots. Gotta love basketball. Um, this, I mean, I'm really drawing the good games here. Like they, you guys really locked me in on the marquee <laughs> superstar games here. The the Washington Commanders, of course, uh, just dealt both Chase Young and Montez Sweat at the trade deadline, uh, severely dampening their their pass rush and their defense as a whole. Which may be why this line is over, this the total is over 40, 40 and a half. Little juice the over and New England minus three in this one. Uh, prop, you've got a uh, a reception. Uh, or Alex, you have a reception prop that you, uh, you're going to give out. I do indeed, Brinson. Yeah, I'm back in Jahan Dotson over mm. three and a half receptions. He looked dead in the water early to start the year, really has broken out over the last two weeks. 18 targets, uh, 13 receptions, had his uh, season best game with over 100 receiving yards last week. So that's certainly uh, encouraging. Curtis Samuel, who's uh, been accounted for a large target share in that offense, is also dealing with a toe injury. He checked in and out of the lot or of the game last week against the Eagles hasn't practiced yet this week. Uh, either way, I do think this is a good spot for Jahan Dotson, Washington, one of the highest passing volume offenses in the NFL this season. Mm. Uh, and certainly with the defense, you know, losing key pieces, uh, I think they could potentially be trailing and we've just seen a lot of passing from them. So love Jahan Dotson. The Patriots also are very effective at taking away the opposing team's number one wide receiver. They rank top five in DVOA against number one wide receivers. We know that role uh, is for Terry McLaurin. So I like Jahan Dotson to stay hot in this offense. The connection with Sam Howell seems to be improving as well. So going over three and a half receptions here, guys. And RJ, you got a best bet too, right? Yeah. Oh, well, that reminds I had I have I had Jahan Dotson on my fantasy team, but I had him on the bench last week, and I regretted it. So this reminds me, I got to move him up. 
Yeah, I have Washington. I like Washington, but you got to get the three and a half. Um, we've seen three and a halves in the market after those that trade, um, ha- those trades happen on trade deadline day. And I think getting them at plus three and a half is a great value because we're doing this line at three. Um, my best bet for this game is Washington's team total over 19 and a half points. Um, mm-hmm. for, so first on, on the line, I know Washington's D, they lost those two pass rushers. So, you know, downgrade them. They were, they've been awful anyway. I don't know that you have to downgrade them. It's not like, you know, that that pass defense is all, all of a sudden going to go into the tank when they've been in the tank all year. Um, Howell, though, coming off his best game, um, only got sacked once against an elite defensive line. They did some different things on the offensive line. He seems to get the ball out quicker. If they can, they can be that offense going forward, I think they're going to score a lot of points. And New England um, defense is 30th in sack rate, 30th in interception rate. I think they can go down and, and score some touchdowns here in this game. Uh, New England, I don't know if they can take advantage of this Washington pass defense uh, being awful because they're 26th in yards per play. They're under 201 net yard passing yards in seven of their last eight. They don't have Kendrick Bourne. Uh, Demario Douglas, a sixth rounder, might be their number one receiver moving forward. Um, I don't think that's that's great for, for scoring a ton of points for them. This line is telling you New England's definitely the better team. I think these teams are even at best. So if you can get a plus three and a half and even get over the field, we'll love it. Um, but if not, go ahead and take this Washington team total over. They're going to score at least 20 points in this game. I have uh, two questions before we move to the next game. One, um, it's two. It's it's New England minus two and a half on the CBSSports.com Pick'em leagues. Would you would you still lean towards Washington? I think a lot of people are going to go New England because they feel its value. My power ratings have the line at one, so I still yeah. think Washington is the play there. Do so you think I get? I mean, because like, I can, I could really give you the way on this one. That was, and so it's sort of like you know, week nine, you start to kind of think about game theory a little bit, just in terms of like, can you get some leverage on the field if if nobody wants Washington because they're selling, et cetera, et cetera. So I might go Washington, and then number two, am I dreaming or did I think somebody put this in our Slack chat? But um, did Mike Florio th- lob out on the radio that like Washington might trade for Bill Belichick this offseason? <laughs> I saw something about that on Twitter, but I didn't. Yeah, really it's like it. Florio's just like as a throw. He's like, yeah, you know, like Josh Harris might just go and trade for Bill Belichick this offseason. He's like, what? No, no, not that cra- not that crazy. That, you, that think would be- would, you think Bill would go? I think that if this season ends as poorly as it's going for the Patriots, that Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick are going to have a talk about whether Bill Belichick is going to remain the GM. Or whether he yeah. needs to bring somebody else in for player acquisition, and Bill Belichick is not going to be down with that, and that Josh Harris, who wants to make a splash in Washington, and Bill Belichick's from Annapolis, you know, like it's not like he, I think going like going back to Washington and like reviving the Washington Commanders would like be a thing he would be into. Um, I don't know, it's not that crazy. Weirder stuff has happened in the NFL. That would be a big one, though. It would be a big one. Uh, all right, moving on. Chicago Bears at the New Orleans Saints. Another fun one on the board today. Saints laying eight and a half. This total is 41. Uh, we got a few bets on this game. I'll start uh, with a prop and the secret Bajit man taking him under his longest completion. It's at 31 and a half. He has completed just one pass of 25 yards or more through his first two and a half games. The Bears have been pretty conservative with him, uh, which, of course, makes a lot of sense considering he's brand new to the NFL. But the Saints have one of the best um, pass defenses in the league this year. They own the NFL's second lowest completion rate for opponents over 15 yards downfield, just 27.5%. They also have a 10% interception rate um, on those longer throws. So I think he stays under the 31.5 for his longest completion. Stat. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. They've been uh, pretty pretty bad, you know, going on in that game that 
Against the Chargers, you would figure if you're going to have success against anyone, it's going to be against them. Brinson, you want to give your pick before I give mine since mine's part of a teaser? Yeah, and uh, both your teaser legs, by the way, are to each of my best bets, which hey. is going to be really annoying if like I go to an RJ. <laughs> <laughs> Teases, but not your bets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I'm just taking the Saints minus eight and a half. It's a big number. Um, the Saints offense is not very good. Uh, it's about it's about it's about time for Chris Olave to get going here, prop. Um, Come on. I actually think I, I picked up Derek Carr in my fantasy league, and I'm stacking him with Olave this week. So I think I think we could I think we can see some action against the uh, against the bad Bears defense. And look, Chicago that first game with a uh, secret Bajit man that was fun. Yeah. Uh, the the Cinderella story's over. I mean, they got blistered by the Chargers, and the Saints are a better defense uh-huh. than the Chargers. Um, yes. Even if the and they're. Uh, I think you're going to see New Orleans completely lock down this Bears offense. There's no chance of Justin Fields playing. He's already been ruled out, I believe. And as such, you're just not going to, the Bears aren't going to be able to do anything. I don't care that they got Montez Sweat added to the, this week. I, I doubt he gets a full uh, thing of reps and snaps in, on, on a short week. And New Orleans should be able to move the ball effectively enough with Olave, uh, Carr, and then, of course, uh, Michael Thomas and, um, and Alvin Kamara. Like, I don't think the Saints offense is good. But it's good enough to score on a bad, bad Bears team. So Saints minus eight and, and a half. And RJ, yeah. And Rashid Shahid going downfield. And that's one thing that Derek Carr struggled with is going downfield. And he was hitting Shahid on those plays. Their offense is improving 7.7 yards per play against Indy. Carr looking great going downfield, which which we haven't been able to say much all year. Um, and I know they've struggled in the red zone a lot of the year, but it doesn't matter if you can score from 30, 40, 50 yards out. Um, New Orleans defense wasn't great in that game. They're still six in yards per play. They are struggling against the run. And if Chicago is going to have any success, it's got to be running the ball because patient looks brutal as a passer. Chicago's pass defense had been making strides the last few weeks completely fell apart against the chargers i think the saints are capable of taking advantage i like i love the saints seven early in the week we got that on sports line at new orleans minus seven um mm. at eight and a half now i'm just it's a it's an easy teaser the easiest teaser leg of the week yeah so i'm teasing new orleans down to minus two and a half and if if you i i still like your pick because i have this line at nine on my power ratings and if new orleans gets up by 10 i'm not worried about a backdoor cover from this passing offense so i think they're gonna win by double digits um j- Oh, sorry. Before you go, prop. Can I? Am I allowed to like tack on the teaser? Your teaser is the best bet since I have both of those bets. Or is that no, no? Because you, <laughs> you, you you took them minus the eight and a half, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no. That's, yeah. That's, that, I I think that's I think RJ I think RJ would have been like I really don't want you to ruin my teaser, so I'd <laughs> prefer you didn't. But I'll let you and. Oh boy, oh, Harry okay. with Harry with the yeah. Harry with the with the announcer uh-huh. jinx. RJ's weekly teaser has yet to miss. Great stat there, Harry. Uh-huh. Um, okay, I won't I won't jump on that teaser then because I don't want to be. Well, why fan. why don't we make RJ's teaser the official Pick Six podcast teaser every week because it hasn't missed yet. Yeah, sure. Uh, prop. What were you gonna say? Alave. <laughs> uh, I think this is a good buy low spot for Alave. I think the market would agree as well. Put him out on the sports line site. Yesterday at 58 and a half yards, he has ballooned up to 65 and a half yards Ow. presently. So uh, some good closing line value there if you are a sports line subscriber. Let me uh I just want to look and see CLB. what um so uh sorry, uh I was gonna just see look and see what he is for um offensive player of the year. Like I don't think that's gonna happen. Is that even worth like even considering? No, it's, t- it's, it's- Tyreek at this point. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Tyreek Tyreek is on, on pace for a million yards, a thousand yards, <laughs> one, one million. I actually, I actually think that like Tyreek is not a terrible bet at plus one twenty five. Honestly, 
he was one of our we, we did a bunch of previews before the season on all the awards and stuff and he him and waddle were my picks for offensive player of the year somebody in that offense is gonna go and get a massive they were they were split between like 1700 yards and 1300 yards last year if there was any like waiting either way or the other like that guy was gonna get 2000 yards and, and i was gonna be a lock to get it did you bet it did you bet that in vegas when you went out there no, I went super, um, super more long shot. I found a DJ Moore 500 to one that I wanted to play. So I played that instead. Gotcha. Um, we were all over Christian McCaffrey, but now he's in the MVP talks, which is wild. That's, let's settle down, Miss Mox. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, next up. We, hey, you were on uh, McCaffrey for Offensive Player of the Year. Offensive well. Player of the Year. I just don't yeah. think he's going to win MVP. Yeah. 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 Just, well, I'm just but I mean, yeah. now he's, he's trickled into other talks. Mm, other talks. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. We're going to take a break. And allow Katie to regain her sanity about a running back winning a VP. <laughs> uh, just kidding. He, 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 he'll be involved. He'll get a vote or two. Uh, yeah. More than, Ma- more than, Matthew, more Stafford. than Matthew Stafford. And when we come back, more games plus the pick six parlay next. It's time for the pick six parlay where we each select a game for a four leg money line parlay. But there are some rules. First, the person with the best record the previous week is to add the first leg, second place, second, and so on. So I'm uh, last. <laughs> yes, you are last. Uh, ties are broken by this by season record. Second, we must at the end we have to we have to have at least one plus money pick in there. That's right. We must bet one underdog. Anybody can bet it. But if you if if like if the three of us bet favorites and the KD is forced to take a, a, a an underdog last, the pick, this pick six parlay segment is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Unbelievably, last week. Mm. Three out of four legs of the parlay hit. The one that didn't hit. Actually, the first pick that was made. RJ had the first pick. Oh, are you, the I, can't I, lose pick. I think I saw you blush a little bit, RJ. You can't believe that you cost us the parlay. With the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes and his upset widow tummy uh, caused him to lose to the Broncos. I mean, wow. come on. <laughs> like, he had, uh, like, it was a great pick. He was 25-0 and 0 against teams that were two games, or, well, two games or more under 500. 16-0 on division road games in his career. Of course, he was going to beat the lowly Broncos, and somehow that's the one that lost it for us. Uh, I don't begrudge you, RJ. One of us would have picked it if, if you hadn't. Eagles get there. Ravens get there. Eagles barely got there. And Panthers barely got there. Denver doomed us. All right, RJ, 5-1 and one last week. You get to go first, mm. followed by Harry, then me. Uh, uh, Harry, followed by Alex. I was like, we give Harry? I mean, we could give Harry a pick, actually. Harry's, Harry's <laughs> cursor. was. I saw Harry's name pop up when I saw his cursor on the rundown. My apologies, Harry and Alex. So first, uh, RJ, then Alex. Then me, then Katie. Uh, RJ, who are you going with? Yeah, so I feel bad. I, I ruined the parlay last week. I didn't know which Patrick Mahomes would get sick. I had a great week, ATS, great week on my record, but I was not, not able to predict that. So I, I also feel bad. I don't think Katie should have to pick the underdog and be forced to pick last. Because I'll go last. I'll go last. No, that's so, okay. I have no, no, an no, underdog. My underdog I, lost I'm, the first week that we were on this, but I'm I have handle another it. one. I'm, we're okay. I'm, I'm, taking the, oh. well, there, I, I'm taking the underdog. That's why I'm oh. saying. Like I'm going to make okay. up for it by – Stepping up and taking the underdog here. I am taking Brinson and I's from last week, Panthers again. Mm. Let's at, go. Um, plus 116. <laughs> Panthers, Panthers pass offense played better than the numbers suggest. It was Bryce Young's best day. He was throwing the ball downfield a lot. Now he's going against this indie defense that's falling apart, just gave up a ton of downfield work to Derek Carr. Uh, Minshew should not be a road favorite in any situation. I don't care who he's playing. Maybe against Tyson Bajan, but other than that, I'm not sure. I think the market is way too high on Indy right now. I think Carolina should be favored in this game, so I love getting plus 116 as a great value for a, a money line pick here, so I wanted to make sure that was an underdog that got on the card, and that's my best money line pick of the week. So, Panthers plus 116 is the first pick here. Um, 
I guess I could just wait to talk. Well, y'all wait till we talk about the Panthers till we get to that game. But I've I've got an I've got an angle. You might you might you might have an idea of what my angle is for the Panthers as well. Uh, Alex, what's uh what's what's your what's your pick here? I will take the aforementioned Saints going against uh, Tyson Bajan and those Bears. Uh, just the more exposure he gets, the more that offense looks uh, to be cratering. I think uh, New Orleans offense with Kamara back on the field definitely looks to be improving, firing all cylinders. I think the Saints easily roll in this game. I will take them on the money line. So this is very interesting now. Am I going? Who's going last? You're me. I'm going last. I have last two weeks in a row. I okay, that's fine. That's right. You haven't got correctly got yes. a pick since week six, since week <laughs> since week seven. <laughs> but no, since week six. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm just messing with you. Um, week seven. Yeah, because I only missed last week, week eight. Yeah, but you didn't get anything right in week seven. Oh, right. True. <laughs> right. Oh, um, yeah. Week six. Yeah. <laughs> my my point being is last right now. now <laughs> my point being is right now on the board, there are. There's only one more favorite of a touchdown or more. Alex did the correct thing and took the Saints as the best uh, money line bet. The question is, mm. am I a gentleman and leave you the Browns? Or do I take – no, I'm not a gentleman. I'm taking the Browns. Give yeah. me the Browns. Minus, uh, they're minus eight and a half um, against the Cardinals. I, I don't feel great about it, but the Cardinals are starting uh, – it's like, like somewhat a character from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Clayton Toon, uh, at quarterback this week. And uh, I trust that Browns defense to do enough to keep Clayton Toon in check. For the record, I hate that pick. I hate the pick as well. I wouldn't. I, I was. It's like the Bills when, when we avoided them against the Patriots. I would not put the, the rounds in a parlay. A do you want to? Uh, would you rather? It's your pick. It's hey, whatever. Yeah, I just there was no way I was taking the Browns. Down now. I don't. I wasn't taking them <laughs> in a teaser. I wasn't taking them money line. I don't know who else I would take. A ton of points. I don't know who else I would take. You can pick a winner. I mean, oh, I'm not what, taking the Browns against the spread, by the way. I'm taking the Browns money line. You can pick just an outright winner here. There's what, 13 other games, 12 other games? All right, fine. I'll pick no, winner. it's already locked. It Just because RJ doesn't like it doesn't mean that that's not your pick, Brinson. Uh, I, anyways, hate, I hate the look- pick too, though. What? I don't like the pick either. Well, but you. <laughs> okay. Would you like can to I play the- Can I use tonight's game? No. I don't- I don't know, Harry. I'll, I'll go with the Browns. I'm just taking the Browns. It's so, okay, I'm taking the Browns. Uh, well, I don't know. RJ might not like my pick either. I'm taking the Bills. <laughs> um, money line, I believe, is a whoa, one. Whoa, Yeah. Um, versus the Bengals. And look, I know the Bengals look like one of the best teams in the NFL. Completely dismantled the 49ers. Joe Burrow appears to be all the way back. Rushed for, what, like 47 yards, throwing downfield, getting Tyler Boyd involved. And the Bills have been hit or miss. It's been a bit of a roller coaster for them. But they tend to play down to lesser teams um, and show up for the big games like they did in week four versus Miami. It's going to be an emotional game. The first regular season matchup um, since DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field. I think that they show up in this game. I think we see a good performance from Josh Allen. So add the bills plus one away to this parlay. Wow. Spicy. Well, I mean, I when do, I look at everybody it, else on here, it's like Chargers, Jets, Panthers, Bears. No, they're all no, no. I think yeah. I, I think they're all really hard. That's what I'm saying. Like all the games are like difficult to pick. I think that's why. So we've got um, Browns minus. Here's the line. Here's the here's the final lines that I that I'm calculating. Uh, mm-hmm. Saints minus four hundred. Browns minus three seventy five. Panthers plus one twenty and Bills plus one hundred eight. I plug this in on sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gives us a plus six twenty four money line parlay. So you're getting um, over six to one if all four of these games hit. And um, 
you would have the ability if you're betting these parlays at home and you wanted to, you, you could do this. Um, if the first three legs hit on then Sunday night football is Bills and Bengals, you could come back and hedge out your initial stake. Do, yeah, do a full unit. For the people. What's that? Yeah. You do okay. a full, you get the first three and then you come back, you put a full unit on the, the Bengals at minus 125 or something like that. And you're guaranteed not to lose money with a chance to win five units. You're welcome. All right. That's it. That's the, uh, that's, that's the, the old, oh, sorry. You were supposed to recap the parlay and I didn't read the rundown. Totally but, fine. But, but give the, uh, this pick six parlay segment has been brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Yes. Vikings at the Falcons. Falcons minus four and a half. My God, two new quarterback changes here. The Atlanta Falcons are rolling with Taylor Heineke. Um, Desmond Ritter was like sort of benched, but not really. Like Arthur Smith was worried about his health and him as a person, which I I guess I don't like. I guess it has to do with Marcus Mariota like leaving the team last year or something. I'm not I'm not really sure. But uh, Taylor Heineke is starting now for the Falcons, and of course with Kirk Cousins going out for the year, uh, Josh Dobbs in for Minnesota, but won't start this week. Jaron Hall, the rookie, starting for the Vikings. Um, unsurprisingly, nobody has a best bet here. Can't imagine there are any props. RJ, any thoughts on what to do with your um, uh, your power ratings with these two teams and the changes they're making with a quarterback? Yeah, if if going back to that last segment with the money line parlay, parlay, if I didn't take the Saints at number one, say I was number two or three, I was thinking I would about Falcons. Falcons, yeah. I mean, just Jaron Hall on the road, first start. Can't expect a lot there. Um, Atlanta has a strong defense. They did lose Grady Jarrett. We saw that affect them in that game last week. Um, we'll see how the pass rush responds here. Um, I just can't expect anything from the Minnesota offense. No run game to fall back on without Kirk Cousins. Can't expect much from Jaron Hall. Probably will run around a little bit, but I don't think they'll get a lot of points. Minnesota's defense up to 10th in yards per play. They are better versus the run. Atlanta's offense dealing with some injuries. Drake London had a groin injury last week. We, we don't know how Taylor Heineke is going to perform here. Probably better than Desmond Ritter, but not a ton better. I know it's a super low total. I think I would... Probably look to the under. Um, my power ratings make this line Atlanta minus six, so I want to lean to Atlanta, but um, it just it's too much for an Atlanta team that just does not like to win games by margin. So if this got yeah. to six, I probably want to fade and take the Vikings, even with Jaron Hall in there. So probably going to be a stay away from me, but at four and a half, if it gets to four, I might look to the Falcons. Yeah, the, the, the Falcons' inability to win anything by more than three points, except for I think the <laughs> Panthers in week one, or like not to like it, it's every week with the Falcons, it's a field goal at the end. Um, and, and Minnesota. Its defense really has been playing a lot better. I think that's something to watch for. Um, when it, Alex, you, I see you nodding your head. Um, any just sort of future thoughts on on that on the Vikings defense? Because I, I think generally uh, the the sort of the the sort of the general thinking from people is that the the Vikings are pretty easy defense to throw against, run against, etc. But they, as RJ mentioned, top ten in yards per play, they're playing a lot better. Yeah, has not been the case. They've been certainly getting better week to week. I listened to an interview with Harrison Smith recently, uh, just talking about really buying into Brian Flores, and you obviously see uh, the results on the field uh, each week get better and better. Highest splits rate in the NFL by a significant margin. By a wide yeah. margin. By a wide yeah. margin. But, uh, yeah, defensively, they look really good. It's a shame Kirk Cousins went down because I really thought that they could have pushed uh, for a potential yeah. wild card spot. Obviously, Kirk Cousins having a career year as well uh but yeah it's a little it'd be interesting to see what this offense looks like without him i think uh a lot of the kirk cousins detractors will have some crow to eat when they see this minnesota offense uh, sans kirk cousins you like that 
You want that? Uh, next one. Finally, an exciting game. People are looking yeah. forward to see the Seattle Seahawks at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are laying five and a half. This total, 44 and a half. Um, both of these teams have been playing very oh, well. Shut up. Yeah. What was it before? I, it was 42 and a half yesterday. Ooh. Well, this was the one that Emery said on Monday to take the over, right? This was one of the those. Um, yeah. Okay. You're not in your well, head. Maybe Emory did too. I, I've, I've got this part, one of my best bets. I had it at 42 and a half. Damn. Yeah. 44 and a half. All right. Yeah. So if you listened on Monday, hopefully you took that as one of our, what do we call those? It's a FanDuel segment. The per the anticipation place as yes. an anticipation place. That was one of them um, from Monday. Right. Uh, all right, RJ, you are taking the points with Seattle. You've been high in Seattle all year. Yeah, I love Seattle. Um, I know Alex loves Seattle too. They they are better than the market is giving them credit for. Um, get this at six uh, if you're playing it in the market because sixes are available right now. Our odds are five and a half, and I'm still locking it as a best bet because I love Seattle. They were somewhat lucky to win last week, but 6.6 yards per play against Cleveland is very strong. I don't care who who is is performing, you know, in that game. Um, and even though they didn't, those points didn't quite match it, especially not until the end. Uh, I think they did, had a great game there. Offense is now seventh in yards per play. Seattle's defense is fifth in yards per play. They should be on a six-game winning streak. They they lost to Cincinnati. They completely outplayed Cincinnati in that game in Cincinnati. Um, lost 17 to 13. Uh, turn it over on downs twice at the end of the game. Kick field goals there, you win. Um, or you know, score some some more touchdowns and there, you win. Don't throw a backbreaking interception, you win. I, I really think this team, if it were on a six game winning streak people would be respecting them a lot more and this line would be closer to three it might be three and a half it might be four baltimore coming off an ugly offensive day despite their points just 4.5 yards per play against an arizona defense that not a lot of people have uh, you know a lot of faith in and um so i think the the argument people can make against seattle is they really haven't been tested well neither has baltimore De detroit's been the best opponent for both these teams they both beat them mm. baltimore a lot more impressive but of course they were playing more depleted de detroit team and then they both they both played Cincinnati. Um, Baltimore won that game. Seattle didn't, but they should have won. And then the rest of the schedule there, it's like Baltimore plays Houston in C.J. Stroud's first game. Like that might be their next best opponent. But um, Seattle gets a fully healthy Rams team in that week one before they were completely settled and they suffered a lot of injuries in that game. I think these teams are a lot closer than this line is, is suggesting. I would make it four. So even at five and a half, I think Seattle's the best bet for me. I've got the over as a best bet. Uh, and I, I just remember where it was. We did um... – we recorded our, uh, uh, what do we call them? The, um, Anticipation our, place. No, 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 no. Oh. The other thing we recorded yesterday, you and I recorded yesterday for. Oh, social. the oh, pick six. I can't remember what the, I, I couldn't pronounce, I couldn't say it correctly. Power plays. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> well, no, no, uh, the power pick six plays of the. Yeah, it was a ton of But remember, yeah. I was like, I was Check trying to find. On NFL on CBS Social. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Pick 6 Pod on, on uh, Instagram. Pick 6 Prime Picks. Thank you, Harry. Say that five times fast. Harry all over it, as usual. Um, I uh, remember, I remember I, I was like, start, I had to do like three takes to get it right. Because the first one, I was like <laughs> trying to find what the, the line was for that total. I was like, I love this over. Uh, and I guess since I gave him out of the Pick 6 Prime plays, it's gone up two points. Uh, a lot of P's in there. But uh, yeah, I think this is um, a spot where. Uh, both both defenses can are, are good. I mean, I think and probably better against a run, and I think both teams would like to run. But this just feels like this could be like like seventy points in this game, where it's the highest scoring game of the week, and you see this sort of back and forth between where like Lamar takes some shots down the field, Zay Flowers gets involved, and then Geno starts to throw, and it's just with the Seahawks, you saw it against the Lions. Even the good, but much improved Lions defense, like the Seahawks are just one of those teams where if you can get them. 
like they just will turn into like a shootout and it's hard to, they're hard to run against. I think uh, top five run defense in the league, if, if not even the top run defense in the league, uh, depending on which metric you're looking at. So I, I think this turns into a shootout. We get a ton of points, uh, big time DFS spot with everybody else, especially with like, um, in the, on the main slate with the Chiefs and the Dolphins and then the Bills and the Bengals off into primetime, um, this is probably a, a game that a lot of people focus on. Next up, <laughs> Arizona Cardinals at the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are minus eight and a half. We touched on this briefly. Uh, over under 37 and a half. And Katie, you've got a best bet on this stanky game between yes. – um, uh, uh, Clayton, is it Clayton Toon and PJ Walker? Is that right? Well, yeah. I, we don't know about PJ Walker. I don't think quite yet. I think Deshaun Watson has been a full participant. In, I don't think it matters. I'm taking the yeah, under. I, I, I think it sounded like Deshaun was like, well, I'm not really feeling it this week either, guys. Which, yeah, I mean, fair, I guess. He's been right, doing that every been, single they, week. Yeah, but they knew that. They, Of course, a four- to six-week injury. You're going to hear that for the insiders all all weekend leading up to it because his agent's feeding everybody this stuff to get people off his back. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. Uh, either way, I'm taking the under 37 and a half. I just don't know who exactly is scoring points. You look at the Cardinals on the road. The most they've scored is 16 points this season. And then you've got Clayton Toon making his very first NFL career start on the road. And it's against the Browns, the best defense in the league. Like double yikes. Like, I don't know what he's going to be able to get done. And then the Browns situation, like you said, that's also kind of up in the air, even if Deshaun Watson does play, which it seems like it's trending that he's not. We talked about this on Monday. That What is it, a sprained right rotator? He doesn't look good anyways. Like I don't expect a good offensive performance from him um, as well. And P.J. Walker has been a little bit hit or miss. So um, I'll go under 37 and a half here. Yeah, I don't get this line at all. That's why I wouldn't play the Browns at minus three seventy five on the money line, just because you know you, they need to cover like eighty percent of the time for that to to, to win eighty percent of the time. And I just don't see this team beating anybody eighty percent of the time with PJ Walker Fair. at quarterback. Offense is 29th in yards per play. Can't throw the ball well. Thirty first on third down. Arizona's offense better than that, but of course that was Josh Dobbs running the show. Um, you guys say is Clayton Tune? I don't know that that's confirmed. Like Kyler Murray, I think has a chance to play in this game. Um, I don't know if he's going to start, but yeah. I'm interested to see what they do on Saturday with the the uh, transaction list because somebody's got to get elevated. Either it's got to be Kyler Murray coming off PUP list, or it's got to be Jeff Driscoll coming up from the the practice squad because they're not going into the game with one quarterback. So if it's Murray, I wonder even if Tune is announced as a starter, if it doesn't go out well, Murray just like okay, fine, get me back in there. We get him in the second half um, leading leading a charge here um, and you say the Cleveland defense best in the league they just give up 6.8 yards per play to Indy and 6.6 yards per play to Seattle this is mm. not a defense that's playing great at this point yeah um, and, and they seem a little beatable to offense. me yeah Seattle's good offense Indy is and Arizona's defense just gave up 4.4 yards per play to Baltimore a better offense than than I think either of these teams have have played lately. And I think they may be improving defensively under Jonathan Gannon. Just too many points for me to lay with Cleveland offense, even if Deshaun Watson was out there because he's had one good game since he's come back. So my lean is eight and a half. The only reason I haven't put it in yet is I want to see if this line goes up, if Clayton Toon is officially announced as starter and we can get even a higher number here Ooh. because give me all the points I can against P.J. Walker, who has completed less than 50% <laughs> of his passes this year. Wait, is I just saw that... Um... Tom Pelissero reported uh, Jonathan Gannon. I don't know why Pelissero, or maybe Pelissero was talking about it. I just saw a headline. It's like Jonathan Gannon is, quote, says Kyler Murray is, quote, fired up, end quote, about the possibility of playing week nine. Is Kyler playing? I, I thought it was like Would done you put Kyler Murray up against the Browns defense in his first game coming back after us? I mean, 
on the road. I mean, I would yeah. if if I if I thought that Kyler Murray was playing this game, I would want to switch out to Atlanta on the money line versus the Browns. Yeah, the, I, I was digging into this before the show. Wednesday, he, he has been practicing. He wasn't even on the practice reports, even though he showed up as doubtful. Um, it seems like in the in the media portion of the practice, he was only working with the practice squad, and um, it was Driscoll in tune working with the actual 53-man roster, the active roster. So that doesn't it isn't a great indication, but if that flips Unless later, Gannon, we, I can see Gannon doing some like shady stuff where he like has Kyler right. do that, and he's like, surprise, Kyler's playing. <laughs> But that's why it's key with that Saturday thing, like I was saying. Like, if it ends up being Kyler Murray activated and like he's not going to start, but just in case, you know, he's there, you know, just he's in case could turn, that happens. Could, turn in, could turn into you're playing after halftime if Clayton Tune doesn't look great. So, should we should we swap the Browns out of that parlay then? Yes. No, Promises. you cannot change your pick, Brinson. If that's the well, losing would... leg, that's the losing leg. Okay, fine. Okay, you know what? I, I need to get my sanity back, so we're going to take a break. And after the break, we'll have the rest of the Sunday slate. But first, Sunday, the NFL is on CBS, and we can't wait for a can't-miss Week 9 slate headline by an interconference showdown in Charm City between the Seahawks and the Ravens. It all gets started at noon Eastern with JB and the guys on the NFL Today. All hail Sunday, the NFL is on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Panthers, two wins in a row. Maybe we'll tell you coming up next. Welcome back to the Big Six Podcast. We are looking, uh, this is our pick show on Thursday. Sorry, a text message came through and I was reading it. And then, uh, hello and welcome back to the Big Six Podcast. All right, looking what at the you, what, if you'd read, what if you'd read the text message on air instead of like saying, welcome back? Well, it was somebody telling me that the, the I guess the NYC marathon is this weekend. So I'm on the Sunday show and there's going to be some road closures. So th that text message just popped up and, um, so that, uh, that wasn't you, a, I'm, that was, I'm oh, sorry. What's that, RJ? I said, what if you read the text on air and it turns out that it was a quote from a player that was completely made up? What, what oh. would you do in that situation? <laughs> I would you stop almost did last week. <laughs> oh, you almost did that last week. <laughs> oh, oh, were you not, did we not talk about this? I was telling, telling somebody else about this, I guess. Oh, yeah, because yeah, we, you weren't we here. On Monday. I think I sent it to you where I was like, you were like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was the uh, the Devin Witherspoon quote. <laughs> I, I, good for you, Katie. I thought that was a. I thought you were working your way towards a. Uh, I'm running in the marathon, humble brag. It was just simply oh, a, I'm on tell. I'm on. I'm on television, humble brag via the marathon. Very nice. Very nice. Well, you know, I, I do what I can. I only run when being chased. Um, all right. Next up, let's talk about the late slate game games here. Indianapolis Colts uh, laying what two and a half? Yep. Uh, versus Carolina Panthers, this total forty three and a half. Um, I talked about this on the Monday show. I'm taking the over in this game in the Fra Frank Reich revenge game. I think that the Panthers' offense is going to play a little bit better. And under Minshew, the Colts um, have actually gone over their team total in the last three games um rj you've well this is one of your teasers and you also have yeah. profit yeah they give up a thousand points a game now because the colts defense is not playing well and gardner Minshew scores as many points for the other team as he does for his own team true, true, um, true. at first glass <laughs> at first glance last week the carolina offense was no better but it was an, a failure by the run offense bryce young had his best yards per attempt of the of the year best quarterback rating by a mile sacks were a big issue in that game we'll see if they can get that figured out ndd just got burned by new orleans downfield i think this is a bryce young breakout i'm playing him over 221 and a half passing yards um i, I would play it 
even higher than that, probably up to 240 or so. Um, I just think that it's going to be a big game for him. Carolina's defense, eighth on third down, solid interception rate. They can get the turnovers that Gardner Minshew was desperate to give to the other team. He should not be laying <laughs> points, especially on the road. Carolina should be favored here. Um, if you can get it at three, love Carolina at three, would make it a best bet at three. At two and a half, it's part of my teaser. I'm teasing it up to plus eight and a half. Hard for me to see this NB team winning by margin when they're not very good. What's yeah, what's, I, the, what's the Minshew interception prop? I got to look this up. Considering, keep going. Yeah, go check the Minshew interception. Um, look, you mentioned. Uh, you, do you want to look it up? You want me to look it up? I can talk. I about have, it. They, um, they don't even list it on Vandal right now because it's probably going to be minus there. minus three thousand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, the lines at one and a half. And no one loves a revenge game more than me. Mm. And I feel like this may be. Sort of like my mag, uh, what was it magnum opus, <laughs> my opus, whatever. But Harry, Harry can put it up. He knows what it is. Whatever Ms. the phrase Mr. is, Mr. Holland's opus. This is, this is Mr. Brinson's opus. Is what uh, this is. Great because movie. Frank Reich, who I love, was fired mm. by that clown Jim Ursay for magnum opus. Yeah, that's what I meant. Thank you. Um, I started to say it. And I was like, is that the wrong word? Um, fired by this goon Jim Ursay who replaced him with Jeff. Effing Saturday. Jeff Saturday was working as an ESPN analyst covering the NFL on television with no experience coaching football past high school. Frank Reich is a super a former NFL quarterback, a, a Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator, and one of the most respected people in the game coach-wise. And he got fired for Jeff Saturday midseason. Jeff Saturday's only win was against Josh McDaniels, which is part of the reason why Josh McDaniels just got fired. It is the biggest slap in the face you will ever see. The Panthers hired Frank Reich, and now he gets a chance in his first year, coming off his first win, having eased some of the pressure on the Panthers. Bryce Young's best start so far. He turned the play caller over to Thomas Brown. He gets a chance to extract his revenge. And if you think that this doesn't, like, he'd be like, no, it's just another game, just another game, prepping for it. That is a lie, he says that. This means everything to Frank Reich, and he wants to take it to the Colts. And I bet you that he will. And we're going to see a thing where, like, I don't know if Frank Reich hit the game ball last week. I would guess Bryce Young did because you know, they won the no, game. No, well, the, the coordinator, Thomas Brown, got that. Oh, Thomas Brown got it. Well, I, I guarantee you this. When the Panthers win, not if they win, when they win, David Tepper will be handing Bryce Young, I mean, uh, Frank Reich a game ball. And be like, hey, hey, like, like it's, get something about Jim Mercy and Jeff Saturday in that locker room. Panthers win this by they might win by double digits, honestly. Whew. All right, that was a fired up rant. I think the espresso kicked in there. Uh probably got anything. Anybody else got anything on this? Or you just want me to go to uh, Cowboys at Panthers? Cowboys and Eagles. How about that? Cowboys at the Eagles. Um, I gotta tell you, I think this line's a little fishy because I saw it and was like, man, the Eagles are a stone cold lock. And I've gone the other way. I think that I, I think I like the Cowboys now, having dug into it and looking at um, the sort of the sp- the scores and the and the and the results when um, when Mike McCarthy and 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 uh, and uh, Nick Sirianni square off. But I don't have it as a best bet. RJ, I believe you do. Best bet, Cowboys plus three. Uh, it was another game where Dallas D carries their team to a big early lead. It seems like they can do that 25 to 30 to 40% of the time, um, just with how good that defense is. 
But unlike earlier in the season where the offense didn't have to do much, Dak was fantastic last week. Four touchdowns, just incredible. And Philadelphia's defense struggling to stop the pass. We saw what they did against Sam Howell last week. Philly has lost the turnover battle in four straight. They are 24th in interception rate on offense, where Dallas, of course, is first because they know how to generate these interceptions over and over. Despite the, the record between these two teams, I trust Dallas more, not just on the defensive side of the ball, but on the offensive side of the ball right now. That's why I think getting plus three is great. It looks like this is shaded toward toward Philly right now on Fandle. So if you think you're going to get three and a half, wait to get the three and a half. I, I think it should be going the other way. I like Dallas plus three as a best bet. And I have a best bet on DeAndre Swift here over 56 and a half rushing yards. Love this spot for DeAndre Swift. I know obviously Dallas has a good D, but I think uh, you can negate that pass rush by running the football. Obviously the Eagles as well. Their offensive line, their run blocking as good as any team in the NFL. When you have Jalen Hurts under center as well, I don't think it really matters uh, as far as the matchup is concerned. Since Swift has taken over as the starting running back, has a massive stranglehold uh, on running back touches in this backfield. He's averaging 81 rushing yards per game, gone over in five of six games as a starter. Uh, last week handled 16 of 18 running back carries as well. So I think he sees 14 to 16 carries in this game that should be competitive. Uh, Eclipse 56 and a half rushing yards. I also really like his uh, attempts over at 13 and a half uh, attempts as well. All right, moving on to a risky one. The Giants at the Raiders. Raiders laying one and a half, which tells you how bad the Giants are because the Raiders just sold everybody out, got rid of everyone, cleaned house, benched their quarterback, and they are still favored over the Giants, and you like it, Brinson. Yeah, well, in full disclosure, I had five best bets in my column that publishes every Thursday on CBSSports.com. One of them is for tonight's game. I'm taking the Steelers as a best bet, uh, which I don't really feel great about either. I need to put that in sports. I want to get done here. Um, I, like backing Matt Canada, that seems like a good idea. Um, but uh, in, in, anywho, neither here nor there. I couldn't use that for this one. I was going to go Cowboys, but then I saw RJ just sending the Cowboys, and so I was like, I don't want to – I don't want to, RJ to feel like I'm. He already sent it in. I want to feel like you know, like you're I, looking over his shoulder. I just no, I don't. I don't. I think that RJ doesn't isn't worried about whether I'm like like copying his bets. I think he's worried that like if I'm on the bets and he's like, oh, is that a bad idea? Yeah. Have I made a mistake? Right. So instead, I decided to go with the Raiders here. And um, you know what? I got I got one revenge game. This is if you want to do the Brinson, the the Brinson narrative parlay. Panthers and the Raiders on the money line. This is the quintessential dead cat bounce game. And what happens is the Raiders fired everybody. And yeah. now Antonio Pierce is going to get this team fired up. They're going to play with a lot of energy. And when well, you see it, whenever somebody gets fired, an offensive coordinator, a head coach, defensive coordinator, you see whoever they're in charge of. In this case, it's the whole team and the whole organization. Just like, oh, if they can get fired, I can get fired. And they're going to be motivated for Antonio Pierce. Uh, we heard Dews uh, talked talk about it. He said he played with him as a rookie. Uh, you should check out the podcast from yesterday. Called him the smartest football player he's ever played, smartest teammate he's ever had, and uh, says that Pierce will do a great job motivating these guys. Wow. I, I don't know if he's going to be great. I think, but we do think we get a, a Rich Passaccia-style uh, dead cat bounce from the, uh, from the Raiders here and a little success with Antonio Pierce in this week. If we, first game against the Giants at home, very winnable, regardless of who's a quarterback and who's the head coach. Even Jeff Saturday won his first game. Against Josh McDaniels. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Against Josh. Okay, yep, yep, there we go. 
Very no, proud of Princeton for this pick. This is definitely the right side here, especially Darren Waller out. Giants offense throw out that Arizona game where they rallied late. They have four touchdowns in seven games on offense. <laughs> they are very, terrible. very bad offensively. Yes. Um, and so even if Daniel Jones comes back, I don't think he's going to rescue this offense without Darren Waller. I expect Vegas to rally around Antonio Pierce getting his first big shot here to prove um, you know, that he can be a head coach in this league. I think they'll beat a bad Giants team at home. So I think this is the right side, Princeton. Love it. All right, uh, and finally, Bills at the Bengals. What a game on Sunday night. As Katie pointed out, this is the first regular season matchup between these two teams since the DeMar Hamlin uh, class on the field, although this one is in Cincy, and you see uh, Bengals minus one and a half shaded a little bit with the juice uh, to Cincinnati minus 115, a total of 49 and a half. Um, Oh, I mean, I totally knew that I had the best bet on the Bengals here. That's right. I forgot I was going head-to-head with, with Mox on this one. Yeah. Give me the Bengals. Um, look, it's Sunday Night Football. It's in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow is completely healthy. He gets up for these games. Yeah. He loves playing against the Bills. He loves playing against the Chiefs. He knows how much it means to be going uh, in this AFC battle. And the Bengals, where they are right now, you win this game, and all of a sudden they beat the Niners, beat the Bills. They're on like a four-game win streak, and that the, – horrible start of the season is completely forgotten and they're maybe like in the like looking at the driver's seat to chase down the number one seed uh overall in the like in the afc and maybe be the best team in football so i will take the Bengals here in a prime time spot a prop you've got or alex you've got a, a prop as well here i do indeed princeton i've got a prop on both sides starting with josh allen over 26 and a half rushing yards uh, i know the shoulder has been an issue obviously recently but looked pretty healthy to me last week seven attempts for 41 rushing yards heard josh allen after the game talk about how the shoulder feels better every day i also just think we're getting a big discount on this number because prior to last week uh really had not been running the ball very often or when he was very effectively uh so yeah i think josh allen in these prime time spots tends to really play a little bit of hero ball as well uh, that's true see him run a lot more on prime time frankly so uh getting the discount here couldn't pass it up speaking of discounts T. Higgins, this was a best bet of mine last week that I'm running back, over 49 and a half receiving yards. Had the whole bye to heal up, saw against Katie's uh, 49ers last week, went five catches, 69 yards, looked fully healthy to me, only played 53% of the snaps in that game with splitting work with Trent Irwin. I don't think that's going to be the case this week. I think he, I think that number creeps up to 80, 90% of the snaps in this game. The game obviously has a high total shootout potential. I always talk about getting cheap pieces when you have a guy as good as T Higgins, in my opinion, in a contract year with the amount of attention that Jamar chase commands opposite of him, getting him under 50 yards. is just a tremendous value. Can't pass it up. Uh, Katie, I know you got the bills the best, but I'm curious, RJ, your bills, I mean, it's over your right shoulder, that Buffalo helmet, uh, your thought, your quick thoughts on this game. Yeah, I like the Bill side, especially when it was up at three. Um, look ahead was Buffalo minus one. You have to adjust Cincinnati all the way up to where I had them. You would have them preseason because Joe Burrow looked completely healthy, looked completely back. Um, so this team is a contender. Um, and But the Buffalo's offense look back in form against Tampa. They're 30 yards per play, second and third down, second in the red zone. Profiles like a shootout. That Allen number that that um, Alex is talking about, 41 rush yards after four straight under 20, that tells me that he's healthy. He's willing to run, take some hits, and and I think he's confident in his ability there. Despite the dominant win that since he had, they allowed 8.2 yards per play to San Francisco's offense. Buffalo's defense Whoa. also burst in sack rate. They have to get the pressure on Joe Burrow to win. They've shown they could do that this year. So if they can get some pass rush here um, and, and, and jostle Burrow a bit, I think they can win this game still. But it's going to be close. It's anybody's game, really. I would just take the, the points here. 
Let's go. We already know I'm on Bills uh, plus the one and a half. And uh, that's going to do it for our show, guys. Let's go ahead and recap these picks. Throw them up, Harry. Brinson. I got the Saints minus eight and a half. The Seattle Baltimore over 44 and a half. Carolina plus two and a half. The Raiders minus one and a half. And the Bengals minus one and a half as well. And I'm going to take Tyreek Hill for an anytime touchdown, but I have KC winning minus one and a half. I'm taking secret Bajit man under 31 and a half yards for his longest reception. The under 37 and a half for Arizona and Cleveland, the over and uh, Indy and car 43 and a half and Buffalo plus one and a half. I have Tampa Bay plus three. I have Washington's team total to go over 19 and a half points. My teaser is New Orleans minus two and a half and Carolina plus eight and a half. I have Seattle plus five and a half. I have Bryce Young to go over 221 and a half pass yards. And then I have the Cowboys plus three. And let's go Jahan Dotson over three and a half receptions. DeAndre Swift over 56 and a half rushing yards. I also really like his attempts over 13 and a half. Josh Allen over 26 and a half rushing yards. T Higgins over 49 and a half receiving yards. All right, a lot of money on the board there. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. That is the show. Make sure you tune in on Sunday for the recap show with the Super Friends. And remember to like, comment, and subscribe on our YouTube page. If you're listening to the audio version only, download, follow, leave a five-star review, and tell your friends to listen and watch the pod. We'll see you next time.